This week's episode is going to kind of be a little bit um, impromptu, a little bit less organized, although I don't know if I'm really all that organized anyways. um, It's something that's happened in the last few days, and I feel like it's something that we should talk about so that we can hopefully avoid what um, I have been seeing and, and kind of working with. So let's go ahead and talk about that next. Alright guys, welcome to this week's episode. Like I said at the beginning of this, we're going to be talking mostly about a situation that has come up here uh, in my area, and we've been trying to help with it and stuff, but kind of walk through what has been going on without saying names, and I'm uh, obviously, I'm not faulting people at this necessarily, but like kind of what's going on and how we can hopefully learn from this and be able to prevent this from happening to you guys. And so... Before we get going, though, welcome to the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast. I am your host, Jake, from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. We're an online dog training uh, business. We have courses. We're doing webinars. We also offer one-on-one lessons. So if you like what, what I'm talking about and you have more questions or you have other questions about other training, anything like that, whether it be healing, recalls, behavior work, anything like that, definitely reach out to us. We can schedule a online one-on-one, and we can definitely help you guys out. Um ondogtrainingacademy.com. Also, and this kind of leads into what we're going to be talking about here a little bit today, we are going to be doing a socialization webinar here in about a week. So it's going to be a live uh, webinar. So definitely check out, I'll put uh, a link to it in our description on this episode. Um, But if if you're interested in this, I highly, highly recommend you do this. Even when we, um, and we're, we obviously have been around for a while, when we see opportunities to go and participate in these socialization uh, webinars and different things, we tend to jump on it just because you can never learn too much and you might get new ideas on ways to socialize or what to socialize. And we just kind of take about an hour and we talk about that stuff. And so that's what's going to be on this uh, webinar. So like I said, I'll put a link in the description of this. If you're on YouTube, you can check it out below. Podcast guys, it should be all in the description as well. So again, if you're watching us on uh, YouTube, hello. If you're listening to us on podcast, thank you guys for listening. No matter what platform you're on, guys, please subscribe. Like this like this video, like this podcast, subscribe to our channel um, so that we can build this up so we can get more people listening and help out more people. And I think it goes especially into um, today's today's episode because it's it's unresolved at this point but um definitely is worth talking about Um, i will start by saying i don't blame the people the owners necessarily um there there might be i I don't know their backstory i don't know the dog but i know the encounters that i've had so far and 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 um there may be be there might be some things that could have improved or potentially helped this situation so I'm just going to jump right into it. So a few days ago, uh, we're sitting at home and we have um, not a ton of land, but we have trail cameras and stuff out on our on our land just because we like seeing the wildlife, deer, whatever. And um, we got a picture of a dog going through our back area. And typically we live in sort of a development. So if an animal comes through a development, the way our property is laid out, they typically go by that camera because there's a good trail there. It's thick cover, whatever. And so... We see this dog and I go, you know what? That dog looks really familiar. I think they might have posted something about this on Facebook. 
And so I go in and I check, and, and sure enough, this, this dog has been missing. So I peek my head out and I see the dog, you know, I, I, my trail cam sends it right to my, my, my phone immediately. So I knew this dog was right there, so I was able to poke out, see the dog, kind of cruise it along. And I tried, I contacted whoever it was who posted the thing, and basically that started the pursuit for this dog. And I got in the vehicle, I said, well, this is the dog. So I jumped in the vehicle and I started looking for this dog, and we, I, I found him. He's still under development. And the first thing I did, and this I think would, would almost go into like tip number one in this whole thing that I, I picked up on right away, but unfortunately I think some of the people looking for him um, were pursuing it a little too hard. And so I, I saw the dog kind of go down this little trail uh, in my neighbor's property and my neighbor was fine with me going in there. So I, I pull over and I get out of the vehicle and I walk down the trail. I see the dog and I knew the dog's name. So I say the dog's name and he looks at me. I tell him to come to me, and he immediately goes, no, and he just bolts, like absolutely 100% bolts, like he is he is afraid and not wanting to come to me, he's gone, and right after that, the second the dog did that to me, I went, okay, I'm not going to catch this dog, but I'm going to track him, I'm going to continue to pursue him through tracking him in the vehicle, whatever, and so that's what I did. I was able to kind of keep him in our development for a while until he kind of put a slip on me and hooked around the vehicle and was getting out onto a highway that is very busy and very dangerous for just cars to be on. So I was getting a little nervous, so I was able to pull up to that, stop, kind of block him before he was able to cross the highway. I opened up my door, and I was, I was, like, I was like, you know what, he's going to run away from me, but if he runs away from me, it might be back into the development and at this time I'd already contacted the owner people and they were working their way back to me just unfortunately it just wasn't quick enough um and at that point I was I opened up my door and I said hey buddy why don't you come back in the car why don't you come in here and he got two feet away from the from the door looked at me and went no and bolted again like all out bolted but this time instead of bolting away from me he hooked around the car and went out on the highway and I had my hazards on and I was flashing my highs but a car coming the opposite direction, didn't see it, didn't care, I don't know, and came whizzing by, and I kid you not, when I say that dog was about six inches from getting hit by a car, it was it was where I actually cringed, I like closed my eyes, covered my face, and probably said some sort of swear word, or a handful of swear words, as it was happening, and somehow they did not hit this dog, they did not see it, they just kept going, this wasn't even, they didn't care. And I don't blame those people. They, I'm going to assume they didn't even understand what was going on. But that almost happened. The dog gets across the road, tracked the dog a little bit more, um, had eyes on the dog, and tried to get some people just to hold up and not, not go after the dog. They immediately jump out of the vehicle and try to get the dog to come to them. And, of course, the dog bolts. Um, so long story longer, basically this dog is still on the run as we speak. This is now going on to, I believe, day four. Um, the dog is still on the run somewhere in our area. And I started thinking about it and I started going, you know, what can I, what can I pass to you guys as advice when these situations come up? And I, you know, the advice I can give you in situation is if you, if you're helping somebody catch their dog, if you're trying to do something, Go with the easy stuff. Open your car door. Hey, do you want to go for a ride? You try to use trigger words that are going to get the dog to get really excited. You want to go for a ride? You want to do whatever. But that didn't work with this dog. And I also was like, hey, puppy, do you want to come to me? And the dog said no. So clearly the dog was afraid. 
So in that case, the best thing I could do is back back off, monitor the dog, and then just wait until I can get the owners to come, and maybe he'll come to the owners. That's our best bet. And unfortunately, people were continuing to try and pursue him, which made him more spooky, made him more, more he'd, he'd trigger faster, he'd run away quicker, and now he's, I don't know where. But what my tip to you guys, I think my big tip from this is if you encounter this, if you don't think you can get the dog to just come to you excited and freely, back off. Because the only thing you're going to do is you're going to push and scare this dog further and deeper, and the dog is going to get more and more scared, which means the dog is going to run away and not even, it might get to the point where the dog is so afraid that it's just so in its own mind and so triggered at that point that it doesn't even want to come to its people because it's just mentally just scared fried, right? And so if you see that, don't continue to chase. Don't continue to chase the dog. Back off, contact who you need to contact, and monitor this dog and make sure this dog um, can be you know, brought. And that's what I was trying to do, but unfortunately it just didn't work out. So that's my big tip when, when you're dealing with this type of stuff. Um, watch, try not to interact unless the dog is absolutely friendly. Then interact and do what you got to do. Um, and, and figure out whose it is. But now I'm going to talk about what could be, what could have, have prevented or helped this situation just in a nutshell from observations. And obviously I don't know this dog. I don't know these people. And my heart goes out to these people because they have been in the area for, and I, I mean, they have a big search party going right now and we've been part of it. Um, they have been looking for this dog. They love this dog and, and I want this dog to get home. But I look at some things that maybe could be done to help this situation. And, and the first one is with your young dogs and, and this, this, I can call this a selfish plug, but really I think this is just important. Why we're doing the socialization webinar is socialize your dog. Make sure your dog is friendly. They don't have to be overly friendly. They don't have to be, um, wanting to like run and jump on people, but be friendly and willing to approach people, you know, have that be something for your dog. Cause I think that is super important in these cases, you know, had this dog have been friendly, he would have been back well before this. He'd be home right now. But and I'm not saying this dog's not friendly. I'm just saying he was obviously spooked and he had no desire to go to anybody. And, and I mean, you could, the owners might say, no, he's super friendly, loves people, all this stuff, but something in there was not, not working. Um, the other thing then is, is, is exposing him to new environments. So he has no clue where he is and maybe he's super social to new environments, but he has no idea where he is. So that in itself creates a whole new spook level for him. Um, I love when I'm socializing dogs to take him to a lot of different new places so that new places become kind of like a novelty. They're just like, oh yeah, another new place. Cool. And I actually think a couple, couple episodes ago or a couple uh, podcast episodes ago, I did talk about this. Um, but I think it's important you get out and you do environmental stuff with these dogs, um, meeting people away from, from home and, and everything like that. The other thing then is training. We got to talk about some training with this. Um, this is one reason why I think, especially for people who just have regular pet dogs, um, I have some friends who do sport work and they love to do different languages with their dog, you know, German, Czech, uh, French, whatever, all that's fine. But in my opinion, especially for just pet dog stuff, I mean, even my dog's competition wise, I do this. I'm going to try to, to communicate my dog with my dog in the way that most people do, because I want anybody to tell my dog to come and my dog to listen. Now, unfortunately, 
and I think this is a, a reason, this is a, a one thing where people are starting to compare their dogs to kids. They're like, well, I don't want my dog going. I don't want my dog, you know, friendly with strangers. I don't want this. I don't want that. Look, I would rather have my dog, the likelihood, I should just say, the likelihood of your dog running away is probably higher than your kid running away, right? So, of course, you want your kids to learn don't, don't approach strangers. But if your dog is going to be at a higher likelihood of running away, I think approaching strangers would be a, a useful skill for your dog to have. So, so I train them. Look, when someone says come, go, go to them. Sure, go to them. Well, now, I mean, I can manage this by supervising my dog, not letting my dog have, you know, unsupervised freedoms and stuff like that. But I think that's super important. That goes back to socializing, but it also goes back to training, teaching that recall, teaching that come, and keeping the word. You can say here, you can say come, but honestly, I just like to keep it as simple as possible. Sit means sit, down means down, come, heal, whatever. All those commands are pretty basic. Even just teaching like a leg pat, like when I pat my leg, come to me. And trust me, I tried all these things with this dog and it did not work. Um, The other one is listening to commands. Having a dog who knows what to do, but also knows they don't have to listen, that can lead into this running away thing. Because a lot of dogs think it's a game. You know, if, if you deal with a dog who who likes to play keep away, this could be a problem in this type of situation, right? This dog could could get loose and then go try to catch me. And that's my fear too, is maybe that's what this dog is doing. Now, I actually seem to when I when I encountered the dog, he seemed to be pretty well spooked and shook, and so I don't think this is a game. I think he was he was legitimately afraid. Um, which makes me just feel for this dog. I, I I was like, buddy, just please come to me. Just just get in the car. I sound like some creepy stalker guy, but I'm like, dude, just get in the car. I promise I'm not going to hurt you. Dog had no idea, obviously, what I was saying, but it made me feel good at the time trying to, to coax him into the car. I had treats. Everything didn't work. Anyways, but just those listening to commands. Again, if I say come, come to me. If they say come, go to them. If they say your name and, and you look at them and they say come, go to them. It's okay for them to be social in that way. You know, I love having dogs who are appropriately social with people who want to go and get attention from other people, but aren't going to be like jumping crazy, tackle the people, all that stuff. So there's a proper way of doing that. We talk about that in our webinar as well. The proper way to create that dogs who want to go to people are willing to go to people, but are going to do it in a way that's appropriate. And the way we teach it doesn't involve a ton of correcting or anything that could potentially create a negative association with with the with the dogs i do apologize if you hear any noise behind me it is because i have a dog in for training right now who every single time i start talking on this microphone decides it is time to loudly chew on a bone right coda yeah yeah so she is just in there i swear she's wrestling with a bone right now so if you hear any background noise i apologize the last thing and 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 this one i think is is equally important is identification. Now, let's just assume this dog slipped its collar. Let's just assume, you know, the the way this dog was designed, it did look like he had a pretty wide neck, you know, so it could easily be that his collar just was that easy to slip. Now, there's ways around that. You could, you could when you have your dog out somewhere that's not in your house, you could have some sort of a, a, a slip collar, something like that, that's going to um, not allow the dog to back out of collars. Um, but check your collars. So, I don't care what kind of dog you have. Right now, when when you pet your dog, check their collar. If they're not wearing a collar, you should probably have some sort of identification because even if you have a microchip, and microchips, I think every dog should be microchipped. 
even if you have a microchip, well, if the dog slips its collar and someone gets your dog, you're going to be waiting a while till they can either get the dog to the vet. And unfortunately, it typically happens after hours. So you have to wait a day or the weekend before the dog's going to be able to get scanned for microchip if the people do it. So I like having some sort of a, a collar with some sort of identification on it. Um, but having something, being aware of, if your dog is a, a dog who likes to slip out of collars and stuff, be aware of that. Check your collar. So right now, if you have a dog with a collar on, put your fingers in that collar. Make sure it's a good tight. Make sure it can't slip over their head so that this doesn't happen to you guys. Um, the last thing, which I think is actually really neat. I've been doing some research on it in the last handful of days. Um, and I, I'm going to admit that if, if I had a dog, I mean, I still might do it, but if I had a dog that I thought could potentially be a runner... I'd be doing this in a heartbeat. Um, and they sell other things. This is just one I saw, and I promise we're not affiliated with them. I'm not getting paid by them. But Apple, Apple brand, has something for iPhones. So you have the Find My Phone app. They now have where you can add these little pucks, you know, and they have some that make clips. So they can clip on, like, a dog collar or something like that. Uh, they have it where you can throw it in your backpacks. You can throw it wherever, your car, whatever. So it can track you know, different things. You just go into my phone, you select whatever, and you can find it. The technology right now is there to where we can track our dogs very, very easily. So like if this dog, I know it slipped its collar, might have slipped its collar. It didn't have any a collar on, so I assume it slipped its collar. This wouldn't have worked. But for a lot of dogs who just get loose, get out the front door, whatever, this is something that could bring them back a lot faster because you'd know where to look. You'd say, okay, the dog's in this area. Let's go get him. Um, and you might go, well, I don't want to have to pay all that money. Look, I looked, and to get one puck is like 30 bucks. To get four of them is like 100 bucks. So it's not, I mean, honestly, what, what price What price is too much to make sure, especially if you have a runner dog, to, to, to make your chase for the dog so much easier? You'll know right away, ah, I know I know my dog's in this area. Because like right now, with this dog that, that these people are looking for, they were around our area, but they were also a couple miles away. So the dog has been kind of everywhere, and nobody really knows where to look. They're, they're starting to create maps of sightings to try and kind of narrow it down. But really, where? And, and we live out in the country, so there's a lot that could go on, and that's the scary thing. And that's why, again, my heart goes out to these people. I feel terrible, but I want you guys to learn from, from this and be able to think, okay, well, is my training good? Is my socialization, socializing good? Does my dog listen to commands? How's my dog with new environments? You know, how's my dog with sounds? Because sounds, think about 4th of July. I did a podcast on this and I'll do it every single year. I did a podcast on this last year about fireworks and how if you go on any of your Facebook pages for your community, watch how many dogs during the fireworks season, especially around 4th of July, go missing. And it's because people have their dogs out during camps and stuff and the fireworks go off, the dog freaks out and runs away. Now this dog is panicked and gone. So, so how's your dog do with sounds? How's your dog environmentally? You should know these things so that you can set your dog up for success and manage them in a proper, safe way when they might encounter something that's going to be a little too rough. So anyways, the GPS stuff, I think it's super affordable. I think it's worth it. There's other things out there. If you have Android, they have collars that just have it built in. Guys, there's so much out there. If you have a dog that is potentially a runner, not only you can do one-on-ones with us, and we can help you get that obedience right. You can do socializing. You can check out our webinar. But honestly, this GPS tracker thing too is going to be absolutely awesome. So hopefully, guys, um, maybe next week 
I can come back to you in the next podcast with some sort of um, resolution to this. I really hope they get their dog home because I talked with these people and you can just, you can feel the the stress and the sadness and, and everything when you talk to them. Like they love this dog and they want this dog home. We all want this dog home. I've been doing a lot of work trying to grid search and look around and do certain things and and we just don't know where he is right now. So, um, you know, we want this dog home, but I hope you guys can take something from this um, and, and just kind of evaluate what would happen if your dog got loose. What if you let your, don't do it, what if you let your dog off leash out front in your front yard or whatever, off leash? Would they come back to you? Would they listen to you? Would they play keep away? If the answer is, I don't know or no, get a hold of us. Let's work on this. Um, get a hold of a trainer. This These can be resolved and, and worked on. So, guys, that is it for this week. Hopefully, you learned some stuff. Hopefully, you took some stuff away from this. And I say it every week, but I almost feel like this one in particular, share this with your friends. Subscribe to our channel, but share this with your friends. Um, let's educate people on this because this is scary. And I'll, I'll leave with one more thing. And this is, to me probably one of the bigger things that doesn't involve the home, the owner of the animal itself is, and I have neighbors who have dogs. They let roam drives me crazy. But if we can do whatever we can to keep our dogs safe and at home and not, out of, and not, and keep them out of harm's way, not only is that good for us and our dog, but think about, think about that person who was up on the highway, who, if they hit that dog, if they would have hit that dog, Think about the the emotions that they have to go through. Think about the sadness they probably will feel and how terrible they feel that they just hit that dog. Had that dog gotten hit, I would have blamed myself thinking, okay, well, I should have blocked him better. So this doesn't just affect the homeowner or the, 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 the dog owner. This affects the people that are, are dodging this dog on the roads or, or trying to get... I mean, it affects so many people. So really think about it more as think about it in all these different ways get out there train your dogs work your dogs keep them home keep them safe get gps collars get gps tags do something there's so much technology out there that's reasonably affordable um reasonably priced that we should just be doing this i think with all of our dogs so anyways guys that is it please share this with people please let them help educate them and help them keep their dogs safe Um, But guys, hopefully that was helpful. Check us out on dogtrainingacademy.com. Thank you guys. And we'll see you next week with hopefully some sort of update that's a positive update, not a negative. We'll see you guys next week.